0: This episode of the Gospel Coalition podcast is sponsored by The Good Book Company, publisher of Sunny Side Up by Dan DeWitt, a book about a life-changing breakfast conversation that encourages men to live wholeheartedly for Christ. More information at thegoodbook.com. This is the Gospel Coalition podcast, where we seek to renew the contemporary church in the ancient gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Colin Hansen. Today's podcast is a roundtable discussion with Sam alberry Afshin Ziafat, and Juan Sanchez on the difficult question of when Christians should leave a church.
1: So we want to think through, you know, often as a pastor, we'll get a question, you know, when is it right to leave a church? And Sam, you've written a little book, Why Bother With Church? Uh, and you've been a pastor. Um, and Ashveen, you're presently a pastor. You're actually about to send out mm-hmm. about a 30-year church to plant How? How do you answer that question when, when a church member or maybe someone at another church where you're speaking at an event says, yeah, I think I should leave my church, when should I leave a church?
2: Yeah, I think the, the way you phrase the question actually reminds us there are, there are positive and negative reasons to leave a church. If you're, if you're leaving as part of a, a mission initiative and as a plant, that's a, that's a wonderful reason to leave a church provided it's with the, the right motives and with the, the blessing of, of the church. Um, Sometimes life events mean that we need to. If we're having to relocate, but I guess most often we're asked that question because someone is feeling unhappy with the church, and, and the, the question there is, what are the legitimate biblical reasons for for leaving a church community? And there would be several, I, I would guess. An obvious one is if if the gospel is not being taught, um, and not just that you've turned up one Sunday and it didn't quite sound right, but you. There's there's no indication that they are wanting to teach the scriptures faithfully, to promote Christ faithfully. That would be an obvious reason to leave, but there are other areas where it starts to get mm-hmm. maybe a bit more nuanced. There's You can have churches with gospel doctrine, but which, which can lack gospel culture. Mm. Mm-hmm. That may be a reason to as well. Mm-hmm. And again, if you feel that it's something that is persistent, that you've raised it, that nothing's gonna change, mm-hmm. Sadly, that may be a reason, too.
1: Now, I know you personally travel to countries that are closed to missionary work. And mm-hmm. uh, so there's a big spectrum, isn't there, from the luxury of the West, where we have a consumeristic approach to churches, to to places in the Middle East that they don't have a choice. It's not like mm-hmm. you can go to church. So yeah. how, how do you help people think through that in the different contexts? Yeah, and, and
3: I think w- yeah, with, with that light, just thinking about maybe also the question would be w- when you shouldn't leave a church. Mm -hmm. And I would say, um, you know, you shouldn't leave a church uh, if you just feel like you're not getting something out of it um, that you thought you were supposed to, like the consumeristic. And it might be that God has called you to, uh, wherever that hole is, to actually be a part of the solution instead of just bolting. Or I would also say, um, not to leave the church without talking to the elders yeah. and and a- expressing whatever the, mm-hmm. um, you know, the disagreement might be or whatever. Because a lot of times I've found uh, people were about to leave the church because yeah. they were not happy with the decision. And then when they came and talked to the elders, they realized, oh, we didn't know all this other stuff around right. the decision. And so now they stayed. Right. And so I think that's an important thing. But when to leave the church, I would agree with Sam, like, you know, if the, you know, you, if the church, stops being a true church Mm -hmm. which what is a true church and that is the right preaching of of the word of god of the gospel and the right administration of the of the sacraments and so i think when are they preaching the gospel you know in acts chapter 20 when paul says i did not shrink back from preaching the whole counsel of god's word and then he says okay so why why would someone shrink back he says the false teachers they are after drawing away the disciples so if if the teaching is watered down so as just to get more people to come and not really teaching yeah. the whole counsel of God's Word. And I think that would be key for me. And then when I bring up the sacraments, I would say, you know, the baptism guards, as you know, the front door of the church, making sure that people who are coming and becoming members are truly have saving knowledge of Christ and are true followers of Christ. And then the Lord's Supper makes sure that we... Administer church discipline Mm -hmm. in the sense of if someone is not living a repentant lifestyle and and putting their evidencing faith in Christ, then you bar them from the table. Again, in Matthew eighteen, as a means of ultimately you treat them as an outsider, so that they would turn back to God. And so I would say uh, with gospel culture on that point Mm -hmm. that they are they are making sure the gospel isn't just you're forgiven of your sins, but that then. Forgiven, so that you would pursue righteousness yeah. and so to uphold holiness. I think is a key thing.
1: Yeah, I, I would also think that uh, a lot matters is to the church leadership. If there's a humility, uh, a teachability, a willingness to learn. You know, sometimes someone comes from a different context. They might go to a rural setting. Yep. You know, and and they can be patient. They can have conversations. They can encourage the pastors. They can pray. Uh, so let's kind of turn this question around a little bit, and, and uh, you know, I, I'm curious to hear from you guys. How would you, as a pastor, encourage someone coming into your church to think about church membership, the necessity for a commitment to a particular local church where you live?
2: I think it's a great—I think people arriving and people leaving are both teaching opportunities for for, for church leaders. So someone is coming from a different social background, different demographic background, different denominational background. I always wanna say, listen, you're gonna notice things that we don't notice anymore, so please tell us if there's something you find bizarre or weird or uncomfortable, please let us know. Mm-hmm. There may be a good reason for it, but it may just be that there isn't and we've not noticed it. Mm-hmm. So that that can really help you to see your own church with fresh eyes. Mm-hmm. So I love it when we get people from other denominational backgrounds mm-hmm. coming to our church for that reason. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Sabine, do you all have processes of membership in your church where you're helping people understand what they're committing to? And do you find that it actually makes better church members and and helps communicate with you all?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I think um, our process is basically there's a starting point where we just really lay out the gospel, which is the foundation of our church and and how the gospel not just is for non-Christians, but for Christians, how it informs the way we live life and, and do life together. Yeah. And then after that, we have a membership class where we walk through our statement of faith. And I think when you want to become a member of a church, you ought to look at the statement of faith and say, hey, can I sign on to that? Um, and then we have a time for them to meet with the elders, uh, and and that's a time for them to ask any questions or if there is anything that they're saying, hey, I'm not sure I, I'm on on board with this. So that I, I do agree, you do that on the front end, mm-hmm. so that you know there's no ambiguity, you right. know, and they know exactly what they've signed on to. Right. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think uh, the membership process is like premarital counseling in the sense of mm-hmm. you want to bring everything up front, you want to help people understand what expectations you have of each other, mm-hmm. the, the church, what expectations we as pastors have of them, what expectations they should have of us, mm-hmm. you know, uh, what we believe. Those things are, I think are helpful to make better church members, to understand the commitments coming in. Mm-hmm. And uh, we find that it makes for better church members. But then one of the things we actually say up front is um, when you leave this church, we want you as quickly as possible to join a healthy gospel church. Nice. And we wanna, we wanna be in conversation and communication all the time. Mm-hmm because uh, the Christian is not meant to, to live alone. Uh, so thank you for, for this conversation. It's Absolutely. been very helpful.
3: You've been
0: listening to the Gospel Coalition podcast. For more gospel-centered resources, visit thegospelcoalition.org. Support for this podcast comes from listeners like you. Learn more and join us at tgc.org donate.